Hello and welcome to the sixth and final episode of Konjo's Talking Drum, which is a limited podcast series where we explore the aesthetic and affective links in Africa's musical echo chamber through conversations with cultural producers, DJs, researchers and musicians from various geographies across Africa and the African diaspora. My name is Zara Julius, Konjo founder and your host for this season. This episode is a recording of a live taping event that took place under the autumn trees in the cradle of humankind in front of an intimate live audience. We invited jazz drummer and writer Tumi Mohorosi to interpret a selection of songs from the Talking Drum podcast series and perform them with an ensemble of his choosing. This episode is an experiment with trans-geographic collaboration in a moment of limited physical mobility, and for many in the audience it was probably the first time enjoying live music after a series of lockdowns in South Africa due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Tumi's work is concerned with the Black Sonic as a dislocated episteme, which identifies the aesthetic as a limitation. It is from this position that the episode reconsiders the jazz standard and translation and interpretation as it relates to questions of fugitivity and freedom. I think given that so many of us are still reeling from the series of riots and civil unrest that uh, happened a few weeks ago in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng in South Africa, I really hope that this episode provides some kind of comfort in the wake of all of that. Talking drum with Tumi Mohorosi and Sidebar. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Can we pretend that this is like my lounge or something, and like our own land, and we can we can have a whole conversation um, today? Well, first of all, thank you everybody for coming. This is the inaugural um, or the first Konjo event in Johannesburg. Um, so I'm really happy to share it with you. Um, today's event is a live taping of a podcast series. I've been producing a six-part po- podcast series as part of Konjo. My name is Zara Julius, for those of you who do not know. I'm Konjo founder, um, and, and I'm also the host of the podcast series. Hey! <laughs> I love interactive audiences, so please keep it coming. <laughs> Um, so the podcast series launched uh, three weeks ago with the first episode um, from a man named Adam Cooper from Trinidad and Tobago. The uh, second episode launched on Thursday with a DJ called DJ Hiwe from Havana, Cuba. So each episode is a collaboration with someone from around the African continent and the global south more broadly, where we speak about music with different cultural practitioners, DJs, researchers, etc. Um, from their, from a hey, more, more of it. <laughs> it helps me with my nerves. So I appreciate. Um, so today we're doing a, uh, I guess, an experiment. Um, with my dear friend Tumi Mohorosi. Everybody, welcome Tumi Mohorosi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, for those of you who are not familiar with his incredible repertoire, so he, Tumi is a is a drummer, um, mainly a jazz drummer, but he's also an incredible academic and intellectual when it comes to music. Right? Um, he has just published *Deaesthetics*, 
um, which is a, a book that's really, you know, exploring the Black Sonic. And so when it came to thinking through a live taping of the final episode of the podcast, you know, Tumi and I were in the same cohort um, doing our Masters in Fine Art together. Um, we've both just kind of submitted recently. Um, and his work is really incredible because I think it, it explores, I think, the simultaneous joy and pain of black music, right? Um, which in some ways is what the, what the podcast explores. And so I had an experimental, like, idea of why don't I give Tumi and... Um, he can you know, create, a, create a group um, of his own choosing. Why don't I give him the repertoire from the previous podcast episodes? So each episode you know, brings forth six or seven tracks from that particular context. Um, and so Tumi has been given the, the task of interpreting these tracks from Cuba, from Algeria, from Sudan, from South Africa, from Havana, um, from Trinidad and Tobago, um, into, I guess, your own style. Um, so... I guess the first question is maybe if you can just kind of share with everybody what your kind of work is as a performer, but also how that translates into, into I guess, your writing practice as well. Uh, first of all, um, hi, everyone. And, yo, uh, yeah, Zara, thanks for the invite. Um, yeah, it's good to see people. Um, yeah, live. <laughs> So I mean, just um, the I think that the, the practice of interpretation or sort of like a translation uh, has always been sort of like the core of of, of my practice. Um, as a jazz musician, sort of like we have this notion of the standard. Uh, so we have songs that come from the 1920s that people are still playing today, but everybody takes on a different spin with, with the same song. So, I mean, there's always been this thing about something that's always been given. Um, but then what you do with what's been given has always been up to you sort of like to, to sort of like um, subtract or add on to. So, I mean, I think also thinking about the songs that you gave me and the context in which sort of like they happen. Some of them happened in the 60s and 70s and some of these places had sort of like a civil war and sort of like rebellion. Um, so, I mean, there's sort of like these coded messages, sort of like sonic inscriptions, right? Sonic inscription about a particular time um, that are trying to speak to something, right? But also what I'm trying to explore within the book is this idea of sort of like this incapacity to hold something within the sonic itself. But the sonic will always be gesturing towards something. Mm. So I mean, I think these songs are, are beautiful gestures towards something that we can sort of like strive towards because it's something that we still live, right? Although we still have sort of like these pockets of maroons where, um, you know, uh, um, what Frank Wilderson would call sort of like group therapy, right? So we 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 in congregation to sort of like therapy to go back um, into the war zone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think um, the, these sonic sort of like gesture towards these moments where people are sort of like trying to create these maroons and, but also the failure of, of, of that moment of revolution as well, I think, because there was a sort of like a big thing in the 60s and 70s with the sort of like, um, but it all died down when the 80s and 90s came, with sort of like, um, right. you know, the, the last states um, to fall. So, I mean, there's, there's a particular sort of like uh, gesturing towards um, freedom that these songs are always been, been um, you know, trying to articulate. Um, and so, I mean, my practice has always been about this sort of like the, the, the struggle between um, 
what the song says it wants to do and, and the, the actual sort of like lived experience of the music itself. Mm. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, playing these two, you know, double consciousness, you know, playing these two, these two worlds and, yeah, and then how to create, not even a dialectic out of it, but then how to create something that doesn't create these opposites, right? So, like... A, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like this idea of like congregation and being in communion, which is exactly what today is about, because we're all in communion for like, I think for many of us the first time since the outbreak of the pandemic, right? Um, and the reason why I, I resonate so much to me with your work is because I think both of us are engaged in this experimenting with intimate publics. And so how do you sit in a group of you know, 100 plus people, maybe you don't know most of those people, but feel a kind of intimacy um, at the same time, right? Um, and I think this, the music as well, that you, and you guys will obviously all hear this, um, the music as well, for some context, um, I think a lot of us are aware of the, the kind of uprising or um, revolution that happened in Sudan recently in 2018, 2019. Um, there's a track that, that, that the guys will play that is essentially a song of propaganda for the current interim regime in Sudan, um, which is supposed to be just kind of like watching over things for the next regime, but they are themselves actually a continuation of the previous regime, right? And through coercion, they've basically coerced most of Sudan's um, really well-known pop artists to sing this kind of opera for the Sudanese military. And so the music video, um, and you'll see it when, when we release our, our Sudan episode, but the music video is quite spectacular. It's like these pop artists, some of whom were also part of the revolution, were also trying to resist against um, the oppressive regime, but now they're being forced and coerced into wearing military attire for this crazy 12-minute music video. And there's like missiles in the background, and like <laughs> it's really quite, quite remarkable. Um, and so... The, the other question is like, in what way is it a privileged position to be able to be a free artist, right? Um, and I think, you know, South Africa has reckoned with this question itself in many ways. Um, and in our very recent history, but I think we forget that like, whilst protest music is really a part of our repertoire, what is the kind of pain of, being, of having to produce music outside of your home in exile, as an example? Um, no, these are just the kind of questions that we're exploring. Um, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much because I think we're here to groove and to feel free, um, even if it's just momentarily whilst we're in the petit maronage of this moment. Um, actually, I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody, for coming. After this um, group, we're going to have um, DJ, Bajo, DJ Bubbles on wax. Um, and... Please uh, go to Iwalewe's website and you can get a copy of Tumi's incredible writing. Uh, and, and Black Ark um, also um, will have books around. Um, yeah, thank you. Cool. Big love. Thanks so much. And, um, you know, you can follow us at Konjo on Instagram, k.o.n.j.o. Um, <laughs> And we've just launched our website um, as a kind of cultural consultancy and creative research um, unit, which is exciting. Um, it's just concho.co.ca. And I really appreciate everybody's support. I'm just a girl trying to do a thing. <laughs> a girl doing them things. The girl is doing it.
This party got soul. This party got soul. This party got soul.
Hi, everyone. Hi, 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 everyone. I don't think everyone heard me. Hi, hi everyone. Hey, 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 how y'all doing? Hey. Uh, we're a band, uh, and our name is Sidebar. Sidebar, yes, I know. There's that weird look on most of your faces. That's really the name of the band. We're a Sidebar. Many of you may know us as the Ancestors. The Ancestors are gone. Uh, we just did five songs selected by our curator, the amazing Zara Julius. We're about to do our last song for tonight, today. I know it was short, eh? Yeah, it's a sidebar. It's not a long bar, it's the side one. The song is called We Wrote It Together. It comes after an ancestor's song entitled Prelude to Writing Together. See what we did there, yeah, yeah. It's dedicated to love. Good luck with that.
Westside Bar, thank you very much for coming so far to hear our six songs. We love you so much. Peace.
We're going to play one more.
Und sie machen on percussions and love. Ariel Zomonski on the bass. The big man himself, Dumi Mokorosi on drums. My name is Yawogam Temu. And we are Sidebar, long live the ancestors. Peace. Can we give one more round of applause for everybody? <laughs> so please tune in, subscribe on all your networks, holla at concho.ca.za, and please enjoy the rest of your evening. Special thanks to everyone that made it out to enjoy some music with us in nature at Farmhouse Act 58 in the Cradle of Humankind back in April. It was really such a special time to be able to connect with people in person again. And shout out, of course, to the band Sidebar, formerly known as The Ancestors. This episode was co-produced by myself, Zara Julius, and Tumi Mohorosi, with support from a breathing space grant from Prohovisha Johannesburg. Music for this podcast was produced by Bully, and the live mix for the event was done by Garrick van der Tain. As always, you can find links to all the content discussed in this episode in the show notes on konjo.co.za, that's K-O-N-J-O dot Please share and rate this podcast five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And finally, thank you for joining us on this little experiment. Uh, this is the last episode of the podcast series. And you can keep updated on all Konjo-related news and projects on our website and on our Instagram page. That's at K-O-N-J-O with dots in between the letters. And until next time, stay safe.